no ketchup no ketchup what's really good my people welcome in no ketchup sports talk via chicago week three bears recap it was a disaster you saw what happened in cleveland we're gonna talk matt Nagy. we're gonna talk justin fields first start we're gonna talk about the d trying to hang in there but we mostly are gonna talk about matt Nagy. stay locked bears recap week three let's go Big Nick the Quick, Eli Cabron are with me as usual. Eli, good to have you back, big dog. Thank you, guys. Let's go. All right. It's week three of the NFL season. It's week three of the Bears season. Allegedly. And, <laughs> and it's a lot a lot of the same stuff, right? We We come on here every week and we talk about, you know, the Bears trying to produce offense, the Bears trying to score points. <laughs> And week after week, nothing changes. They don't score any points. They don't show any progress, any any package, and anything that um, shows improvement. I'll let you guys kick it off. We got a lot to talk about, and I think a lot of it's going to focus on the head coach, Matt Nagy. But, um, Eli, we haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Give us your thoughts on the game in Cleveland. Bears lose 26-6. to uh, my thoughts are that I've been watching Bears football for 30-ish years now, and I've seen Cade McNown and Henry Burris and Cordell Stewart and Todd Collins and Jimmy Clausen. And for that, for yesterday to be the worst offensive performance in our lifetime is saying something because our lifetime has been filled with horrible Bears offenses, and it all falls on the shoulder of the play caller and head coach, Matt Nagy. Like, in those past instances, you could say the quarterback didn't perform, the offensive line didn't perform, and, and those players deserved blame yesterday too. Like it, They weren't flawless, but their coach did not put them in a position to succeed, and all of this falls on the, the shoulders of Matt Nagy, in my opinion. Just a horrible performance. It, it almost felt like he was sabotaging Fields so that he could point and say, look, see, Dalton's a better option. Like It was just ridiculous how bad of a game plan that was. Yeah, and I, I almost think, Sean, you were being kind of kind in that intro, saying making it seem like this is just another week of inept offensive football. This is not another <laughs> week of bad offensive football. Like, bad offensive football is week one, right? Bad offensive football is some of the things we've seen over the last couple of years. This is different. This is completely different. There's bad offensive football, and then there is some of the worst football that's been played in the entire league over the past 20, 30 years. Like Eli said, we've all been watching Bears games for 30-plus years. We probably have all over 500 games under our belt. We do it every week. I can't recall a situation, a scenario, a performance that looked anything like that in my years of watching the Bears. So I think, again, you were being pretty kind by making it seem like this was just another run-of-the-mill bad performance. This one is special. Um, in a in a career for Matt Nagy of special offensive performances, this one absolutely takes the cake. Um, kind of like to what Eli said, it did seem like at times, like there, there's just no way that you game plan all week, you game plan off all off season, you have some sort of philosophy, you have some sort of scheme, you have something that you want to accomplish, and that when it comes to Sunday, you do that. There was a complete disregard of your personnel knowing who you have, whether it's the offensive line who you know, who you've talked about has been a struggle all offseason. You knew that because that's the reason why you didn't want to play fields. So why are you not giving them any help, right? You knew that going into the game. You knew that these were issues. It's not things that you discovered in the second quarter. So that means that when it was time to install that game plan on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you neglectfully 
put that in there knowing that it would not work, knowing that he was going to get killed, and and knowing that you were playing against the reigning defensive player of the year on one side and another side in Jadavian Clowney, a guy who was born to sack the quarterback. That's literally all he does in life. He was born to sack the quarterback, <laughs> right? So you you had that plan knowing your line was weak, but then doubled down on it against a team who was going to exploit that weakness. You did nothing to help Fields. I get it. He wasn't great, but we didn't expect much. I think we talked about it last week. I don't care if he came out and threw six picks. Just show me some progress. Show me that you're trying to do something. Show me that you're trying to be creative. Don't stand him back there in the pocket like a statue, right? Not taking advantage of any of the things that he does well, and just let it be open season back there on your quarterback. Nine sacks. This is like that game where Cutler had against the Giants where he got sacked six times. But at least in that game, we were moving the ball. There was no rhyme or reason to what we were trying to do. There was no philosophy. There was no end game. He was just going out there calling plays. The best play that we ran on offense all day yesterday was the first play. The first one. <laughs> the David Montgomery 12-yard run was the best play that we had on offense. And after that, to say it was downhill is an understatement. It went straight down the line. So yeah. I don't want to hear that this is what we're used to or this is what we see every week. This shit is different. The league is begging you to score points. It's saying, hey, please score. I don't care who you're – you got Nathan Peterman in there, fine. Here's a fucking touchdown. Just take it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I don't want – I know we got a whole episode to get here, but I don't want to hear people giving him credit for finally owning shit in the press conference. What the fuck else is he going to do? Yeah, no, facts. I think uh, yeah, <laughs> this kind of goes on that line, Nick. I, I think I was a little easy on him because I, I, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's completely in over his head. He has no concept of what's going on whatsoever with the players, with the, the scheme that he's trying to put together. He just doesn't know what's going on. So, I went from very furious last last night and, you know, doing my research and reading up everything to this morning to kind of just being like, I, I don't know exactly what I expect from this dude. But I will say, forget about Bears games. I've never seen an offensive performance like this in the history of watching football. Pro, college, high school, whatever you want. Any, any football game I've ever watched with my two eyes, I've never, ever, ever seen an offensive performance like that in my life. So forget about the 500 Bears games you mentioned, Nick. The uh, Across the board, any football I've ever consumed in my entire life. We're talking about a box score of one. He, he, had, he had 68 passing yards, but he had nine sacks. So, you know, it, 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 it pulls. One yard. It's a, so you net one yard. We had 46 on the ground. Then you mentioned it's the first play was the 12. So if you take that 12 away, we're talking about 22 yards for, for David Montgomery after the first play. I mean, it, it, it was it was it's it's it might be the worst offensive football game of all time. Like I'm not and, and I'm not even saying that lightly. Like it, it could possibly be the the worst offensive performance of all time. Here's Dan Orlovsky, and I have a couple of clips from Nagy. We're gonna play Dan's audio for this morning from Get Up because I mean, the, the, this is about as authentic as it gets. Here's Dan Orlovsky on Matt Nagy. The Chicago Bears should fire Matt Nagy today. Dang. Because yesterday's game plan, which was the worst one I've ever seen in my life, was either negligence or intentional. It's been 149 days 
since the Bears drafted Justin Fields. You had 149 days to start to build a game plan around the skill set of this young man, and it was an embarrassment. Justin Fields threw the ball 20 times yesterday. 13 times they went with five-man protection with no help for their offensive line. 13 out of 20. You did the bare minimum of five-man protection with no help against a guy like Jadavion Clowney or Miles Garrett. Three times you went six-man protection with Chip. Three times you moved the pocket. Not until the middle of the second quarter was your first time. You had two designed quarterback runs. Yesterday you showed us that you are incapable of designing the proper game plan around a dynamic quarterback, or you showed us, showed us that it was intentional, that you wanted him to fail, and you set him up to be a disaster. And to comment on Orlovsky, it's, it's, it's the latter. He's, I mean, not the latter. It's, he's completely incapable. He, he doesn't have See, it in him. He doesn't I, know what he's doing. I almost think that I, I'm erring almost towards intentional. Like, I, as, as crazy as that sounds, Again, there's no way that you go through the whole week and you install the offense with that much five-man protection. Like, it, 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 it baffles me. You can't be that dumb. You can't be that dumb. You, he, and it, you just can't. On the, on the offensive side, I think he is. Go ahead, Eli. Well, we heard, remember, all offseason about the collaboration between Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. So what did they do? They, they designed a roster that was built with five tight ends. Did How many of them played? Cole Komet, it looks like, played 96% of the snaps. Jimmy Graham played seven snaps, 16%. And Jesse James, who's the blocking tight end, why is he on the roster if not to block? He played one offensive snap. Like, if you if you are going to build your team this way with a tight end heavy offense, use the tight ends. Like, what are you doing? Don't go out there with 39-year-old Jason Peters trying to block Miles Garrett one-on-one. Give him a tight end on that side. You signed Damian Williams in the offseason. He barely played yesterday also. Put him in the block. Like, the roster construction on this team made no sense. It, the, the, the salary cap is filled up with veterans that aren't doing anything. And then the offensive coordinator slash head coach doesn't utilize the pieces that he does have. It's just all collapsing from the top down. I think that's a great point with the tight ends. Like, what's the point of carrying five tight ends if you're not going to use them? And what's the point of having the tight ends if you're not going to throw to them yesterday, which, right. to your point, Jimmy Graham played seven snaps. Komet was in there, but you didn't throw to him. Why not keep those guys in and just have them block? Max protect. Put another running back in the backfield. Put Komet up on the line or Jesse James, whoever it is, and have them block. If you're not throwing the ball, if you're not spreading them out wide, if your game plan isn't to have them do anything in the passing game, then why not have them as the sixth blocker against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney? We're not talking about two subpar defensive ends. We're talking about the defensive player of the year. Both number one overall picks. Both number one overall picks. Both monsters. Miles Garrett is a monster. A monster. <laughs> you don't you don't go into a game and not scheme specifically. If you're playing the I guarantee you every single coach in the NFL, when they play the Cleveland Browns, the number one thing they scheme for two things against the Browns. The running game, right? Your defensive coordinator looks at how to stop the running game of that two-headed monster. And on offense, you say, What do we do to make sure that Miles Garrett doesn't destroy us? Same thing when you play the Rams with Aaron Donald. These are elite defensive players. And I guarantee you none of them say, hey, you know what? We have a weak offensive line, a 40-year-old left tackle who he's brought out of retirement. You know what we should do? Let's do five. Let's go yeah. mano a mano, baby, football. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, 
I remember looking at the 53-man roster and seeing five, te- five tight ends and being completely fucking shocked. It just doesn't it – never, it never made any sense. And I liked the uh, – there was – I can't remember the guy's name, the kid that they, they did like a, a feel-good video about yeah, that, they, yeah. that they let on the team. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is all great. He should – he should they should have – He shouldn't be on should, the team. He shouldn't be on the team. <laughs> he has no business being on the team. So I think it's a really good point that we have five tight ends. We don't use them. And I'm t- and it's and it's not like we run five we run five ma- or we run five protection, and then after the third sack we change it. We we don't change it at all. It's the third sack, the fourth sack, the fifth sack, the sixth sack. He he doesn't he didn't move the pocket till the second quarter. Like second Olofsky quarter said. halfway and, through the second quarter. Yeah, I mean like it it just two designed runs. I will say this: yeah, two designed runs is crazy. I will say this. I don't think I, I honestly don't think that he's trying to like like you said purposefully. It does it does seem like that because it just it really seems does. like it's defies so, logic. It defies logic it so much that yeah. yeah, it defies logic so much that it's almost like is he doing this on purpose? I honestly think, guys, he has no fucking idea what's going on. And you can go back to uh Nick Foles. When him and Nick Foles would get onto it on the sideline, he's like, yo, why are you calling timeouts? What are you doing? Like, what is happening? You don't know what you – Nick Foles has, on multiple occasions, has basically said, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. What's no going on here? Did you see him? They showed him on the sideline yesterday talking to Dalton, and he was like, this offense doesn't work. Yeah, like, first he, off, the players yeah, what know. are we doing here? Yeah. The players know that this is not going to work. No, like, so but, who are you? Who are you tricking? Hundred percent. Simple as that. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? I was thinking about this, right? So this is game sixteen thirty two forty one forty three, and I'm sorry, fifty three. I believe that Matt Nagy has been the head coach of the Chicago Bears, including playoff games. Yeah. Can you guys tell me? And you've watched all of them. What his offensive philosophy is? Have you ever? A guy's been here for four years. I could I, I can tell you defensive coordinator. I can tell you Sean Desai's philosophy. He's been here for four games, three games. Can you tell me what his what his philosophy is as an offensive uh, coordinator, play caller, whatever? What is the Bears' offensive philosophy under Matt Nagy? Because I could not tell you. What, what does he want to do? Ideally, if he had his pick, what would he want to do? It seems like he wants to stretch it horizontally, sideline to sideline, and then open up the middle of the field. That's why he always runs those end arounds and pitch plays and wide receiver screens and then tries to get someone open in the middle, but he doesn't have the personnel to do that. And he remember during Trubisky when he talked about how Trubisky had to graduate from Nagy 101 to Nagy 202 and the rest of the advanced courses, but he clearly has not written the <laughs> syllabus for those courses yet because there is nothing there. He, he's like looking at like a Denny's menu on the sideline. Like what is, he has no plan. <laughs> Not, I forgot about I forgot about the Nagy one on one. He was like, he was like talking about how he was like in an AP course, but like he ha- hasn't figured <laughs> out AP, how to like, AP. This isn't even Nagy GED. Yeah, like this, this is doesn't this make is, any sense. Nothing. Yo, do you want to know what really what really brought me to the level of like I think this guy just has no idea what's happening? When I saw David Montgomery in the Wildcat. <laughs> I, I was – this is when I really knew. I was like, this guy just doesn't know what he's doing. He has a built-in wildcat at quarterback. Justin Fields is a walking fucking wildcat, and he can throw. So, basically, you're running a wildcat to uh, – with, with I, I guess to just take away the element of passing that with Montgomery. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you would run a wildcat 
And honestly, we might have been the only team that ran a single play out of Wildcat all, all yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. If, I mean, like that. No one's running the Wildcat because that it's shit it's doesn't it's work. Ronnie Brown in yes. Miami 10 yes. years ago. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. So then when you're running Wildcat with Justin Fields on the <laughs> sideline, you dog, you have a built in Wildcat. You're That's taking the ball is. out of his hands in scoring position. Yeah, to do this, to do the same, you're, you're taking a threat off the field of throwing the ball when you could just do that exact thing with Justin Fields. So this is Nagy. So we're talking about game plan. This is Nagy on the game plan in the press conference after the game. Game plan wise, it seemed like there was an effort to keep Justin in the pocket and they want a lot of heavy protection, some five man in there. What did you expect to happen? Well, we, we, we uh, again, without getting into too much scheme, we, we, we know what we wanted to do and what we were going to try to do. They did too. You know, they, they know as well. And so uh, there's some parts that you got to be able to adjust. If they're going to try to take something away that they think he does well, then you got to be able to, to adjust too. So that's where uh, when we get back to it and we watch the tape, we'll see exactly where we went wrong and, and, and why. And then ultimately, again, um, in the end, it's, it's my job to make sure that that why part um, gets fixed. Can I, wait, can I that, say something on that? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it just is ridiculous that the idea that we have a player that does something well, so we're not going to do that because they know it's coming. Like Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski have been running a skinny post in the red zone <laughs> a dozen years. They would, they'll, tell, they'll tell the defense, look, this is what we're going to call. Try and stop us. Like. You put your talented players in position to succeed. You don't decoy them because the other team might think it's coming. Like, that just makes no sense. It, that would be like Steve Kerr getting up and be like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't want Steph shooting threes today because everybody knows he's going to do it. So right. I decided to post him up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're just going to put him in the post today. They'll never see that one coming. A couple times, yeah, they'll, they'll never know that's happening. Like, it, it's crazy. And then another thing that he said that killed me on that is without getting into too much scheme. That's that arrogant shit right there. Right. What do you mean? Like, we can't handle it? You're going to talk too much. You're going to tell us too much. Oh, the, fucking get into scheme because we need to understand. The Lions Please might be watching this for next week. The Lions yeah, might like, be taking notes. Like, come on, man. Give me the scheme. I need to know the scheme. Show me the playbook. Show me something that I can take and be like, hey, you know what? Okay, I get it. Now, without getting into too much scheme, no, fucking sit up there and pull out a fucking whiteboard and draw it up. Tell no me what fact. you showed them this week because I can't. Under We're going to get in the film and see where we went wrong. You don't need to watch this game again. I can tell you everything you did wrong. It started from the very beginning. Your, your plan was wrong. You got to go back to last week. You got to go back to the summer to figure out where you were wrong. You got to go back to the day the Chicago Bears hired you to figure out when you were wrong because it's never looked right. You sabotaged the last quarterback, and I get it. He wasn't great, but damn, you damn sure didn't do him any favors, right? You damn sure didn't do him any favors, and it's lining up to be the same exact thing with this guy. And I told you last week, Sean, I said the one thing the Bears can't handle is embarrassment. This is fucking embarrassment. This is embarrassment. You cannot pull anything from Justin Fields' debut. I think the thing, too, for Nagy is we talked about this earlier in the week, Nick. He tells on himself every time he opens his mouth. He basically answered the question and said they knew what we were going to do, and I had zero adjustments for it. So they knew what – as soon as they figured out what we wanted to do, I had nothing – there's absolutely nothing I could call. There was oh, nothing I could do, no adjustment I can make. So we're just going to do this for four quarters, score six points, and we'll get out of here with a net with, with a net total pass offense of 47 yards. That's what we're going to do. That's it. One That's, yard. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, one passing yard, exactly. One passing yard in 2021. 
Listen, he's he he came out and just said you they knew what we wanted to do, and I couldn't make any adjustments. I'm not capable of doing anything. Like I don't have a, a, a backup plan or anything. We were talking about this last night watching Sunday night football. Packers, Niners, it's fourth and goal. Kyle Shanahan went to a sheet and a play that he knew would work. He was 100% positive when he ran when he ran Trey Lance out there to run that. It was an awesome play design. Trips it was on like the right. a yeah. trips yeah. right, like bootleg left. He knew it was gonna work. Like he's like, oh, then I, I, okay, here we go. Fourth and goal. I need to pick up three. This is definitely gonna work. Here you go. Matt Nagy doesn't listen. Matt Nagy couldn't couldn't even draw up that play if Kyle Shanahan handed it to him in a meeting. And he couldn't even figure out what the play was. So, yeah, man, 100%. Every time he opens his mouth, he, he he just tells on himself. He's in over his head. He has no idea what's going on. If you couldn't make up that he would have – that Justin Fields on his debut would have net one-yard passing. Yeah. You could never if, – if you couldn't even make that up. It's, it's almost impossible to do. And Bears fans are naturally pessimists. Like, we all thought the worst was going to come, and this was by far way worse than anyone expected. 100%. Yeah, like I said, six picks, seven picks. He could throw 15 yeah. picks for all I care. Just don't have it look like that. I wasn't expecting him to be great. I know he's a young – he's a rookie quarterback making his first start against a good defense on the road. I get it. But that that's different. That's different. Like, that was different. Awful. Show the graphic of the of all those possessions and what happened. Do you have that? <laughs> no, I don't that, have that. That, up. that, that is on. beautiful. I, I'll read it. I'll read it out loud for you though, because I do. I do have it um, on my phone right here. One second. Okay. Possessions today. Start at your own forty-seven. Five plays, twenty-four yards, and a field goal. Yo, and that's the best drive by quite a that, bit. That's the one that he had a whole week to prepare for. The first, the first series, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Own thirty-one. Three plays minus one yard punt. The next one, own 23, three yards minus one, uh, minus nine yards punt. Five plays, 19 yards punt. One play, four yards half. Three plays, minus eight yards punt. Three plays, minus one yard punt. It's three, three, three and outs with negative net yardage. yardage. It's it's unthinkable. And zero adjustments. You're not sliding the pot. You're not moving him out the pocket. I mean, we, we, we can beat it like a dead horse. If Nick, he, he to told you like he does. doesn't have any. He Dave. just told you they came out. And guys, and, and guys, they know what we want to do, too. They like, know he's what we so fucking do. arrogant. He's so If you can't sense the arrogance come off this guy, like, that's the thing. That's the thing. And then you got, I think Eli put in the group chat, you got Jimmy Graham, your tight end, retweeting. Bad stats about the team. Like, yeah. these guys lost the locker room. That is a – oh, Jimmy Graham is a veteran. You think guys don't listen to him in that locker room? Well, that's what I was I was going to bring up. Like, I, I was there for Tressman's last year, and I was there for all John Fox's years. And those were – to me, those were different. Like, Tressman couldn't command a locker room, and those, team, those players quit on him. They didn't trust him at all. And Fox was just disinterested. Like, it, it was just he, – he didn't want to be there. Nagy, it seems like, had the locker room support, but – they recognize when you when you, when you're in over your head and like Jimmy Graham retweeting that is a like you said Sean like a or a Nick sorry a clear indicator that the locker room has no faith that he knows how to dig out of this hole no faith at all and that and in the third quarter they finally get into the the Browns territory and they kick a field goal like it's fourth and two from the four yard line like you think you're getting back there today right like you you think you're gonna, <laughs> gonna kick your way out of this like the the offense. They they deserve to quit on the coach because the coach doesn't believe in them. Like it, it 
it just makes no sense. Here's when you Matt- got two high-profile vets, just to double down on that, two high-profile vets and Jimmy Graham with his tweet and Nick Foles with what they caught him saying on the sidelines. Again, say what you want about Foles as a player. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He commands respect in that locker room. He's a vet. He's been around forever. Younger players are going to listen to him. They're sitting here telling you, hey, this guy, guys, just get through this year and get somewhere else. It, it, there's, yeah. there's, the grass is greener. Trust me. Yeah, that's yeah, simple as that. And say what you want about Nick Foles. When he was put in that uh, that Peterson system, he came in and figured it out, and they were running won a, Super a Bowl. solid off. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Here's Matt Nagy on the I – I don't know what reporter it was, but someone came on and asked him about the big picture. Like, how is this going? Like, is this is this how you saw it going, or, or what's going on here? Here's Matt Nagy being asked about the big picture on offense and being the head coach of the Bears. This is an eye-opener. For you, as far as questioning what mm-hmm. you're doing and whether you're thinking what you're doing is working big picture, right? You maybe have to make bigger adjustments than even you thought. Well, to get it on the right track. Um, you know, when you're when you look at games like this, uh, the competitor in you, I mean, this one it's hard to do with these numbers, right? To, to where we're at offensively, so um, the competitor in you, um, get, it, it gets frustrated, you know, but at the same point in time. I think that's probably one of the one of my greatest strengths is is my care and my want to to, to get this thing fixed. And so we got to rebound back, and and staying positive uh, with the coaches and the players. Uh, again, when you have guys that that do care and you have guys that that want to get better, they do it for each other. They don't do it for themselves. And that's that's where I'm going to come from this thing from. You know, and, and understand that um, that we get to play a, another game next Sunday uh, against a division opponent. And uh, when we get back to the facility there at House Hall, get to the wise and then fix it and move on. Again, I'm more arrogance. That yeah, see that kind of talk works with a young team. Like, okay, we're gonna go back, we're gonna improve, we're gonna do this all together. The Bears are not a young team. This is year four for Matt Nagy. Like, the Bears don't have a first round pick next year. It's not like this is like a rebuilding. Like, let's step by step do this. Like, you think Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and Jimmy Graham like want to hear like, oh, let's we're all in this together. My best my best character trait is that I stay positive. Like drop a play that gets them yards. That's what they want. That should be your best character trait is drawing (laughs) up a fucking play. Like this is not the Jaguars. This is not like a team that is like, okay, we got to do this. It's a five year plan. Like, no, this this is year four of the five year plan. And 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 again, you you told us that when you decided that Andy Dalton is the guy you want to start, right. because that's telling us that hey, this whole thing is further along than than uh, it's not a beginning thing, right? So I need a veteran quarterback to come in there and not make mistakes so that we can win ball games. If this was a, a complete rebuild or a ground up like you just made it sound, you'd be like the Jets, you'd be like the Jaguars, you'd be like the anybody else starting one of these rookie yeah. quarterbacks or young quarterbacks, knowing that we're going to suck. The Jets fans. Probably today, like, yo, that was terrible, but we know that this is part of a whole process, right? Um, My greatest strength is that I care. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. (laughs) Wonderful. Pay you $7 million a year to fucking care on Sundays. Awesome. Go go, go spread that care around this week and see how far it gets you for the Detroit Lions next week. And don't sleep. Hey, Detroit played a tough game yesterday. You think you're going to walk over there and walk all over those boys? It's not going to happen. They're not very good, but their head coach is, is is a fired up type guy who's not taking any shit. They might smack us around if you come out looking like that again. Believe that. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this, man. Everyone was making fun of Buddy. He has that trash ass roster and that trash team playing hard every week. Every right. week. 
Hey guys, so, we suck. He probably say, thought we suck, but just go out there and kick ass. Say what you want. Like he has those guys playing hard. Yo, he they're losing games on 66 yard field goals. Like record, like I mean, and they play some good teams with no it's talent. More, they have no more, talent. That's more yards than the Bears got. Sixty-six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, man, say what you want. Like I said, I, I don't know what gets into the team as well. Like at, at home, um, but who knows what happens on Sunday? But I do. You, <laughs> you said you got a you got an inkling. Yeah, yeah we're you got done, a feeling. Man. This is this is a locker room loser. No one, the guys are out. You're out. You're out. You're out. You can't you can't show up to practice tomorrow and take direction from that guy. You just can't. It was like is, you know what it's like when when a coach is that just what it is. It's like he, I, I, yes, you're gonna he walk can't. into an offensive meeting and be like, why the fuck what, would I listen to anything? What are you gonna tell me? You just got this 23 year old killed kid killed on Sunday. You think I'm gonna trust you with my career and what I want to do? I'm out for self. I gotta do what gets me out of here next year. Gets me another contract. You brought in a 40 year old left tackle off the street and gave him no help. Against the second best defensive player in the league, what does that say to everybody, man? I mean, if I'm Peters, I'm, I'm looking at my bank account and saying, "I don't need this shit. I don't need it's cold. It must get cold in Chicago, man. Fuck this. Call my wife, man. Man, let's, let's go to Cancun. I'm done with this. We got enough bread. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I don't need this. Yeah, no. For real, I'm, I'm going to the Hall. My, my, my ticket is punched to Canton. What, what the hell do I need to go to, to come back to Chicago next week? Let's get cold. And you know where I'm at? I think, you know when I was really upset is, was last year when we started rattling off those wins. And we were talking yeah. about it live as it was happening. I said, oh, my God. We are start, we're winning these bullshit games, and we're, we're going to get Nagy and these guys back. And they don't deserve to be back. That dude does not, him and Pace, do not deserve to be running the Chicago Bears. It, it, it's even, that, it's just like that simple. The team... Is is blatantly under like the roster is shit. Now, now the Eddie Jackson deal is starting to look like shit. There's just mistake after mistake after mistake, and literally, a guy that you brought in that is supposed to score points doesn't. How about this? How about this, Eli and Nick? If I bring someone in to score touchdowns and he doesn't score touchdowns, then he should be fired, right? What's what's up? Talking about Jimmy Graham. I'm talking about Matt Nagy. Oh, like he's supposed to come in and produce touchdowns. That's why we hired him. We needed an offensive guy that would that would develop young quarterbacks and talent and score touchdowns. He hasn't done that. Like we can even get down to the the bare bones. Forget about how undisciplined the team is. Forget about just everything else. The roster, all that other shit. They were he's paid to come in and bring an offense to the Chicago Bears, and he hasn't done that. For years now, since he's been here, the only time he had a good year was when we had one of the we had an beyond elite defense. Wasn't even so, a great offensive year though. It's no, not like no, that no, was no, a great no, offensive that's, year at all. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. They were at shit. least. But it's the only year where he looked at his quarterback and said, "Oh, these are the type of things that we can do." That yeah, can you work. play to your quarterback's strengths, right? He hasn't done it since. And it's crazy. It's baffling because they, what was it, eleven and five or twelve and four? Like he, he, you win coach of the year, right? trying to scheme around Mitch Trubisky's inefficiencies, right? And you do an okay job of it. Then you decide in year two, I'm not doing that because it didn't look how I think it should look, even though it produced a lot of wins. And then what happens? You go out in year two and you lay a dud. You come back in year three, you double down on it. You say, I'm also going to bring in Nick Foles though, because I really just don't want to succeed with Mitch Trubisky. I can't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to try anymore. 
Then you come into this year. You're like, hey, I want to start Andy Dalton because this thing is further along than I think. But I do want you to jump up to get Justin Fields. You get Justin Fields. You finally get to start him. And that's the game plan that you come up with. That's not even a game plan that would work for Andy Dalton. There's no quarterback. It, Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints, it doesn't matter who it is, <laughs> couldn't score points with that fucking offense like that. Well, you, yeah, I mean, you look at why the offensive line is so depleted. Look at the roster construction. Like, there's $10 million for Dalton, another 15 or so for Foles. Yep. That's a big chunk of change. You have Tariq Cohen, who I like Tariq Cohen, but he's getting paid a lot of money who's not playing, and he's when he comes back, he's the number three running back. You have Eddie Goldman, who but doesn't have – He's goal line option, though, Eli. He's a goal line option. That's true. Eddie <laughs> Goldman has no interest in playing football this year, it seems oh like. Oh, God, yeah. Then there's Jimmy Graham, who they could have waived and kept uh, salary cap room to re-sign Kyle Fuller. No. Chose to keep Graham, even though he doesn't play either. Like, they, there's money on people that are just not even seeing the field. And so then you look at the offensive line. It's like, how come we're dragging 39-year-old guys off the street? It's because they have no depth there because they – they don't spend yeah, the money because like, the money is buried elsewhere, and we have five tight ends on the right. Roster. Isn't a tight end a court, young quarterback's best friend? So if you have a Hall of Fame one in Jimmy Graham, why don't seven snaps? I, I don't. I can't even blame Jimmy Graham. Seven snaps. Seven. Yeah. What can we do? Anything that anything anything. Watch which, one of the okay, other let me ask NFL you this. Teams. Let me ask you this. Obviously, I'm on the fire Nagy train. I was on fire Nagy last year. But would you make the move in the middle of the year? Are you on that team? Or are you on the? I would at least revoke out? his play calling, dude. Like, make someone else yeah. be the offensive play caller. Like, he can't do that anymore. I mean, it, last year they they did better when Laser was calling the plays. Like, there's no way that Matt Nagy should be. If you if you want, you don't want to fire the head coach. That's fine. But like, he can't be responsible for Fields and the offense anymore. He just can't. Nick. Yeah, I, I agree 100. percent He there, there. Someone has to come downstairs. Whether it's George. Whoever it is needs to come downstairs. Fucking send Jim Phillips downstairs for all I care. And be like, hey, hey, guy, give me your headset. Just give me your headset. Give me the BU play chart. We're going to burn it. <laughs> all right? You don't need this anymore. <laughs> give, me, give, me that. give me your headset. You just you just do the, do, the, do the CEO routine. Like you said, Mike Tomlin yesterday. Do the CEO routine. Make sure guys show up on time. Set the schedule. Set the agenda. But you don't – don't even show up to the meetings. It's fine. Go do something else. You know what I mean? Make sure the, the building is clean. Something like that. Make sure, make sure these guys' uniforms are pressed. RC Cola machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is that you got to do, right? Make sure the water boy's on time. I don't give a fuck. But you cannot scheme, have input, talk about design. Game plan. No, 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 no magic marker. No projector for you. All right? No PowerPoints. None of that for you. you, you you're done. Someone else. Anybody else. Does anybody here want to sit down and help with the offense? And, not and step negative? up and try to make something happen. And it's not unfair. No, right? he's had plenty of cancer. I think that's the key. Like, it's, hey, we're calling for his head, but it's very warranted. This yeah. is not like some shit we're just pulling out of thin air. Uh, it, it, he's had multiple, multiple chances, like Eli was saying, infinite chances. And it's shown every week that he's in over his head, doesn't know what he's doing, and can't I, I can't judge the flow of the game as well. That's what I think the, the big thing is, too. It's like even in spots where it's like third and two, even – that first third and two, this is when the game is still 3-0. We, we run, I don't even know what it was, a quarterback sweep to the left or like a, a it was a shot. Oh, no, no. It was a shovel pass out of shotgun on third and two to the short side of the field that they're stacked up on. And it's blatantly obvious that when they're stacked no up. No offensive on. line. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, there's just <laughs> nothing he does on the offense is is a positive thing game plan scheme whatever else it is 
and it is what it is. But this is a broken record. We've been saying this for a year and a half, two years. And we have to lead the league in short and third and short false starts. We, we, we have to. Over Matt Nagy's tenure, we have to lead the league in third and short false starts. It, it just happens all the time. I don't know how you're not looking at the linemen at third and short and saying whatever you fucking – I don't care if you're late off the line. Don't false start. Don't cost me another five yards. Don't take us out of position. I need to complete my three and out. Yeah. Eli, anything before we get out of here? I mean, I, I'm worried that they're going to fall into the trap that they did last year and win against the Lions next week, and then people are going to be – things are fine again. Like, it's – we've seen this movie before, but he can't He can't be the play caller. Just no way. Like, the whole idea that you won't play to your player's strengths because the other team sees it coming is just mind-boggling to me. Like, I just have never heard a coach say that out loud. That just makes no sense. Every time he opens his mouth on the mic, he tells on himself that he's in over his head, has no idea what he's doing on offense, and doesn't deserve to be the head coach of a football team and scheming up offense on a weekly basis. It's it's blatantly obvious, and I think everyone should be able to see that by now. I, Next, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy coach himself out of an NFL future the way that he has, too. I, I, it used to be like, oh, maybe he'll land somewhere after this. Like he, Guys are like, hey, you can't be our offensive coordinator. You damn sure can't be our head coach. Like, where, where does he go? Middle USC. Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State, ETHS. <laughs> Did you talk to – you heard from Riddick? Riddick had any comments yet? I've no, Riddick, Riddick hasn't – he's not on Get Up as much anymore because of uh, he's doing the Monday night shit. So, yeah. But that's his guy. That's his yeah. guy. Riddick that's is his guy. That's, his, that's the mouthpiece. That's Matt Nagy's mouthpiece. I no, I, like, I, I'm, yeah. I would like to hear what he, he would have to say, but, I mean, there's nothing really to say. Yeah, what can you really say? What can you really say, right? So – it, it, it is what it is uh, and I hey, and honestly I think that Pace if Pace had to talk as much as Nagy he, he would he would shoot himself in the foot too he just yeah. he just doesn't get the opportunity to to destroy himself like get Nagy. the opportunity he chooses he it's, he's like that's, strate- no, that's strategic he doesn't sure. want the opportunity yeah, he could sure. easily hold a press conference if he wanted to you've seen GMs come down and hold yeah. their press conferences when shit goes bad to kind of talk to the fans and he or whoever this is a this is this is disaster I don't care what happens the rest of the year this it's, it was a it was a disaster, like I said, when they started winning games last year and made the playoffs, and they were coming back. It was already a disaster. They had no business coming back to the team. Period. Point blank. That's it. Hey, yo, you know who always gets a presser? Shout out Jerry Jones. He, he that GM gets a presser. Come down and tell you what he wants to. <laughs> he owns the building. He can talk Imagine if George like McCaskey had to answer questions. Yeah, seriously, seriously. M- MIA. Yeah. MIA. He's in, Ar- yeah. he's in Arlington right now. He's drawing up yeah. fucking blueprints in Arlington. Yeah, that's, that's probably true, too. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. Week three recap. Bears taking L 26-6 to the Browns in Cleveland next week at home against the Lions. We'll see what happens. For Big Nick the Quick, for Eli Cabron, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. We're out here.